0: Tactical Sports Takes, inbound.
1: Who the fuck is that guy? Beat him off. Stomp on his head as he's unconscious. Five-tool commentator. He's the Willie Mays of sports <laughs> broadcasting. It's, it's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Owen Ely show. I'm your host Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at NSS underscore MN. You also can check out our website at northstarsports.media. And welcome to the show. We got a great one for you today here on this Wednesday, February 9th, as we look to preview Super Bowl 50 something. And we have a very special, uh, somewhat regular guest on the program. It's the uh, pride of St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, Reagan Hooverman. Reagan, how's it going, buddy? It's going great.
1: And I, I think somewhat regular is regular is fair in terms of appearances. This is three in like the last month now. I think we're on a bit of a heater here. So it, it should be another good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Arguably the uh the the, the biggest show we'll do for a while, maybe up until the, the draft here. I mean it's the it's the big uh it's the it's a big hon show here coming up, the the Super Bowl between uh two teams that I don't think a lot of people predicted to be in this spot. I know I know if we go back uh, to our our um, season projections, I'm sure I'm sure it must have been like five five wins, and uh, boy, it could
1: not have been uh, more incorrect. Yeah, this was we we missed big time on on Cincinnati, and give credit where credit's due. I mean, Joe Burrow is he's played himself into I think you could argue uh, top four quarterback in the league. I mean, if he wins this game, we're talking moving him up even potentially higher. So he's really changed Cincinnati and it's, it's kind of been fun to watch this season. Oh,
0: absolutely. And, you know, he had a, he had a good rookie season, uh, you know, and, and he was doing, you know, pretty good for the first half of this season. But, you know, I think we'll, we'll see how this game goes and and obviously we'll get into it, but I mean, he's seriously gotta be, you know, probably in, in, in the top five for consideration for uh, MVP
1: next year, you know, going into the season. I agree. And man, he's just been like, like you said, he had a good rookie season, obviously the knee injury and and, and whatnot, but man, he is like, kind of like you said, I mean, the last seven, eight weeks, he's really elevated himself and is showing that he's basically playing like the best quarterback on the planet right now. I don't think that's an unfair statement based on, on what we saw, especially in that last game against Kansas city. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh the the one thing that's so impressive and and uh I guess I don't want to get too far down this road, but obviously it's a very common talking point with us. You know, it it just it goes to show that if you have somebody like Joe Burrow, anything's possible and you can overcome getting sacked nine times and, and you can overcome not having a great offensive line and and you know a defense that's largely uh average, although some players are stepping up, but wow you know, it really, you really don't have to have a 10 out of 10 roster. If you have a 10 out of 10 quarterback as you can really smooth the edges. Uh, and, and maybe that's something that the uh, Minnesota Vikings could learn with their new uh, general manager.
1: And that's the thing in, in general. And I, I, I won't, we won't get too far into Packers or Vikings here. Cause that, I mean, we talk about that all the time, but just that we've been completely spoiled over the last, speaking as a green Bay fan, the last, whatever it's been 14 years. I mean, having Aaron Rodgers playing at a hall of fame quarterback level, it's going to be interesting moving forward when you don't have that. Cause quite honestly, like, like Joe Burrow has turned around Cincinnati. I I feel bad for the, for the fan bases where you don't have like a top eight quarterback because you have no chance to win any super bowls. I mean, outside of what everyone cites is the Joe Flacco exception outside of a historically fantastic defense. If you don't have one of the five to eight best quarterbacks in the game, you can't win a super bowl. And Joe Burrow is showing right now exactly how you can turn around a franchise so quickly with a top guy in the league.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a little on-air production meeting and, and we can decide on the fly here, but you know, I I was kind of thinking a good, a good way to go about this is maybe to build the, to build the case for how each team wins, how each team loses and, and, and stay somewhat objective so that, Uh, you know, when we're done with that, we can go into our official uh, picks for, for the game. Uh, So maybe, maybe because we're talking about the, uh, the Bengals here, we'll, we'll keep talking about that and uh, you know, how, how they win this game against uh, you know, certainly a a pricey defense and offense that has, has really been kind of hitting on, on all cylinders when there are a lot of questions about uh, you know, how, how Matt Stafford plays in the postseason. How
1: do you think the Bengals win this game uh, if they are to get it done? Well, I mean, the, the first thing is, obviously, I mean, everyone's going to be the same answer pretty much here. If you if you know anything about football, it's going to have to be Burrow and it's going to have to be Jamar Chase. I mean, if those guys get shut down, especially if Ch- Chase doesn't have a, a particularly good game or, you know, Burrow, maybe he has a pick or two. I don't think he can win this game. I think Los Angeles is just too solid on the other sideline if you're if you're the Bengals, i think jamar chase has got to have well over 100 yards i think he's got to have at least one score for them to have a chance i mean they burrow and and chase really need to be clicking in my opinion one thing that might fly under the radar that i think needs to be better is the offensive line i mean we talked about the nine sacks against the titans which to be perfectly honest i I can't believe that the bangles found a way to win that game i mean joe burrow literally had Zero time. His right guard was basically a turnstile, and if they want to compete in this game, that front for for the Rams is better than that of the Titans. So, I, I mean that that offensive line is going to have to step up, and Chase and Burrow aren't going to be able to get going if that offensive line doesn't at least have a even below average game. I mean, you just can't be terrible. Is is kind of what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That was where I was going to lead off is the offensive line. And, yeah. it, you know, it's a, it's a largely unheralded offensive line, uh, probably for good reasons because it's not very good. But, yeah, Jonah Williams who was, like, the 11th pick in the draft. The rest of that offensive line is just a hodgepodge of just
1: trash. It makes it. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's yeah. very impressive that they've gotten this far. Isaiah Prince had one of the worst – what was it, the divisional game or whatever, had one of the worst performances I've ever seen at, at the right guard – or right tackle position since probably TJ Clemmings. Uh, you know, it, it was <laughs> – it was awful, but I agree. Uh, you know, obviously Jamar chase is the best wide receiver, uh, on the Bengals, but you have a lot of great targets there. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, so you, you really have a kind of a, a plethora of, uh, of, um, you know, good receiving targets. Uh, I don't know if Uzama is going to play cause I know he was injured. I think he might be a game right. time decision. That's, you know, obviously, uh, he's had a, a pretty good year, uh, this year, but, uh, I think it comes down to offensively for the Bengals uh, you need you need Joe Mixon to have uh, a pretty good game. and then I, I think you know Joe Burrow's a, a high accuracy uh, guy and with that terrible uh, offensive line and and good pass rush, I think I think uh, it, it's gonna come down to him getting I don't I don't know what the number would be what the what the perfect metric would be, but I mean, not holding the ball for more than three seconds or whatever, you know, just getting, you know, if a play breaks down and you have to scramble and try to do something, you know, then, then so be it. But I think, you know, really, uh, being decisive and, and, uh, you know, being quick with getting the ball away is, is really going to behoove him with three pretty good receiving targets.
1: Yeah. I like you were saying about, the i mean the tight end that got in the knee injury i mean it it sounds like based on the reporting from nfl.com i mean this was posted less than an hour ago it sounds like he's gonna go so it's probably gonna be a game time decision but what i'm seeing is basically they're optimistic about him getting a chance to be on the field and and honestly i mean if you look at what he's done in the postseason i mean really nice game against the 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 raiders i think he had He probably had 80 yards and he for sure had a touchdown. I mean, the next week, I mean, played well in Tennessee. So that's an important part of the offense. And it's not just like his production. It's taking away the opportunity to potentially double team Jamar Chase. So like if your second best weapon isn't on the field, suddenly you can shift the defense. You can, you can game plan more around Chase. So even just having his presence, if he can give it a go on Sunday, I think that'll be beneficial for, for Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, totally. And then I, I think the defense has to have, uh, I don't want to say like a performance of a lifetime and be dramatic, but, uh, you know, you're, you really, they really, everybody, everybody at least has to have a B performance because you you, you look at that defense and wow. I mean, it is, you've, you've never heard of a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, what is Jesse, Jesse Bates is a really good safety, but I mean, like you're going to war with Eli Apple who's going to have to cover Cooper cup and Trey Waynes. Yeah. And it's like, Oh man, like let's, let's keep it to under uh, 200 yards and 20 receptions for uh, yeah. Cooper cup. And, and maybe we'll have a chance. The The pass rush is is probably the best part of that defense. I don't know if Hendrickson is uh, going to play. I, th- I think he's going to play, but I know he got banged up in the uh, NFC championship game or AFC championship game, excuse me. And um, another thing, if the, if the Bengals are to win, I mean, never, never say never. Cause you know, weird stuff happens, but, uh, Evan McPherson is going to have to hit everything under like 57 yards. I mean, you got to get points where you can get them. And, and, and that guy, and I have no reason to believe he won't be. I think you, I think he will be automatic and probably won't have a miss, but I mean, you're really going to have to, you know, if, if a drive stalls out at the 40 yard line, like, ah, we're going to need some points here. We can't, you know, can't just do whatever.
1: I, I think that's, that's going to be a big thing. I mean, can you get pressure on Matt Stafford? I mean, the Rams have a, a, a fairly decent offensive line. They're, they're just, the problem for Cincinnati is that the Rams are just solid in every aspect of the game. I mean, there's no, there's nowhere where you really look and are like, Oh my God, there's this, it's gaping holes everywhere. There's Swiss cheese. I mean, the Rams are just a solid football team. And for Cincinnati, I think you hit on it there, uh, you know, just in, in some of those comments, the pass rush is going to have to get after it. I mean, if if they can't get after it and get get at least some pressure on Matt Stafford, it's going to be a long game for that defense. And and then you get to the problem of well, suddenly the Rams are dominating the time of possession. Burrow's on the sideline. Chase is a spectator. And you get going down that that scenario. So that I mean, just get. I'm not I'm not saying you need to, you need to replicate what ten, Tennessee did to them. I mean, you don't need nine sacks, but can you get can you get three? I mean, because that a couple of sacks that can swing a game, so I mean that pass rush for the Cincinnati defense, that's going to be critical.
0: Yeah, absolutely uh i th- I think that's about all I have to say about building the case for Cincinnati. I think we're both pretty uh, pretty much in in unison about what Cincinnati's yeah. going to have to do, and uh, obviously, uh you know for them to lose the game, they're going to have to not do what uh, what we say uh one
1: last one last thing for Cincinnati I think no coaching blunders I think you got to call a good game I mean obviously Sean McVay, Sean McVay is heralded as one of the basically four best coaches in the entire game if you're if you're Cincinnati you can't get out coached in this game I mean you got to put together your best game plan which everyone of course is gonna say like yeah just do your best game plan but, but like you can't mess up time of, or not time of possession clock management I mean that that stuff can lose you games and I just think you got to have a really solid coaching performance as well. You got to be firing on all cylinders.
0: Done yeah, Cincinnati. Well, and 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 I guess one last thing. One last thing to curtail yeah. off that is that that does give me some uh, cause for concern when you have uh, you know the uh, the underling going up against the guy who who taught him. I don't want to say everything, but you know, obviously he's under the McVay <laughs> coaching tree. Right. That's a little bit concerning. I don't have any stats in front of me, but but I would imagine. Uh, you know, like many other good coaching trees, the, the win percentage for, you know, the, the underling going up against the guy who taught them everything, taught them how to think about the game. I mean, that's, you know, I've, I've heard some people say, well, Zach Taylor would, you know, he knows what McVeigh is going to do. I mean, and I guess that's true. He learned under him, but I think the advantage still would go to the guy who taught you because surely you don't have a hundred percent of the the knowledge that McVeigh has. Um, so that's, that's a little bit concerning and, and also, you know, with, with the good coaching decisions, I think this is probably more true for the Bengals, uh, as opposed to the Rams, because I think that the, we can agree the Rams have a better roster and, and more things might have to go the way of the Bengals to win, uh, converting on fourth down, because I would, I could very easily see point. like on the opening drive of the game, uh, if the ball is at the 40 three yard line in Rams territory and it's fourth and one, they're probably going to want to set the tone for the game by going for it. So I would imagine, you know, it's a super bowl. Uh, you know, like I said, I still think McPherson's going to play a big part in this because points are going to come. I don't want to say at a premium, but points are obviously very important. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there's probably going to be maybe two or three times throughout the game where it's going to be fourth and one in an interesting spot in the field where it's like, well, do we play it conservative in the Super Bowl or do we come here to, to
1: win the game? Yeah. And you have, to, you have to hit two or three of those three opportunities. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think someone that, that is listening might think, well, it sounds like he's contradicting himself with the McPherson point. I don't think you are because, like, there's a huge difference between fourth and one at the 40 and fourth and four at the 40. You know what I mean? So, like, there are opportunities for you to go for it in plus, in plus territory where it makes sense if it's fourth and two or less i'm in the go for it crowd if your offense can't pick, can't pick up two yards in the super bowl joe burrow then you're probably washed anyways but like, like mcpherson's gonna have to hit if it's fourth and four you get to that fourth and mid five six seven yard range suddenly going forward is off the table and that that's where mcpherson comes into play so i i completely agree with the fourth down stuff
0: yeah and, and i think it's also not a contradiction uh, as well uh, because, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, well, the good coaching and, and the managing situations where, you know, if there, if there's 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and, and you're at the, you're at the 40 yard line and you're up by a touchdown, well, it's, you know, you could be aggressive, but it's probably more valuable to go up by two possessions. So a lot of it, right. you know, it is situational either way. I mean, you can't afford to leave points on the board. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's let's go and, and try to build the case here for the Rams. What do they have to do if they're going to uh, win uh, a home Super Bowl? Second time ever that that would uh, ever happen. I can't I can't think of when when it happened uh, before. Probably a long time ago, but
1: yeah, pro- probably the '80s or something like that. Not definitely not in recent memory. One thing that I would say, actually, funny to note, I saw on on uh, Sports Center that even though the Rams are playing in their home stadium, they're actually the visiting team which I think is kind of funny for like the official record book will Shelley played technically as a visitor, but f- for the Rams, I mean, I-, I think there's so many ways you can go with this. I mean, you could go with defense, you could say establish the run and control time of possession and get bro on the sideline. But for me, it's, it's Matt Stafford. Which, I mean, football begins and pretty much ends with quarterback play. And I think, Matt Stafford has is kind of ridden the roller coaster this year in terms of performance. We've seen games where he, he's thrown pick six after pick six, and it looks like he can't complete a pass. If you get one of those games from from Matt Stafford, it, it's not even worth the Rams showing up to the Super Bowl. I, I think he's got to play well. He can't turn the ball over. And I think he's got to kind of control the game. We saw what happened in uh, on the road in Tampa. They were up 27 to three things are falling apart. And suddenly on that last possession, instead of kneeling or handing it off to go to overtime, he throws a bomb, just an absolute strike down the center of the field to cup, which sets up the game winning field goal to knock out Tom Brady. I think Stafford has to play really well in this game. He doesn't, I'm not talking four touchdowns and 400 yards, but I mean, don't turn the ball over, control the game and make smart reads. Cause man, if he plays well with what the defense does and and what they have in weapons on the outside, I think they're going to be really, really hard to beat. So for me, it's, it's Matt Stafford.
0: Yeah. And the, and the gross thing about them being the away team at the super bowl, I don't know if you've seen their uniforms for the super bowl. They are. Not. Are they ugly? Oh yeah. It's, uh, I believe it's uh, white tops and, and yellow pants. Ah. Uh, it's that's, uh, it's gross. It's gross. Uh, and, and I agree. I think they have a multitude of ways, which with, with which they can can win this. I mean, I could foresee a scenario where Cam Akers and Sony Michelle go off and, and have a great great game. I mean, let's not forget, uh, you know, Sony Michelle is one of, was one of the fa- uh, one of the, the favorite running backs that Tom Brady has played with, specifically for his you know postseason uh, you know success. So you have a you have a really nice run game. Obviously, OBJ, Van Jefferson, uh, Cooper Cup could have been an MVP this year. I mean, and going up against the corners, the aforementioned corners uh, for the Bengals. Boy, it's I don't even like double teaming Cooper Cup. I, I would still favor Cooper Cup. I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 wild. The offensive line is better. The defense is 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 a lot better. And, and their special teams, I think, is good as well. So it's like, you know, they're. I think they're the more inconsistent team, and and that's why they've struggled throughout the the year, but they're certainly turning it on at the right time. But it's like, man, can you imagine, you know, say Stafford's having an average game and the run game's average, but Jalen Ramsey gets a pick six. Right. Man, how big is that? Like, there's so many of those individual type plays that could happen that could shift the game where it's like, boy, we just need two thirds of our team to be on. And, and one of these, you know, big game changing plays will happen. That will, will probably put us in a really good spot to to win the
1: game. I, I think you said it best right there. I mean, just based on the conversation that we we're having and I, I don't know, we, there was no pre-show meeting about what our picks were. So I don't know who you're going to pick and what the score is going to be, but you can probably tell where I'm going. I just think there's so many ways for the Rams to win this game. If the if the offensive line is good and the running game dominates, you're probably gonna win. If Stafford doesn't turn it over and throws it well, you're probably gonna win. If if the weapons on the outside and in Cup and, and OBJ are fantastic, you're probably winning. If if Donald has four sacks, you're probably winning. The problem for for the Bengals is the route to winning is basically you got to coach super well. The defense has to not be terrible, and and Burrow and Chase have to basically do it all. And it's just – it seems like the, to get to the finish line for Cincinnati, so many more things would have to go right than for the Rams to get there. And I think that's going to be the problem for, for Burrow and the Bengals on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I think if you're, if you're Stafford, um, you, you get one turnover. You get one turnover. M- multiple turnovers, I think, I think it's over. I, like, I don't know why like, I'm fixated on this number, but like, it seems like like 250 – three touchdowns and one interception would be like what I think Stafford's going to do like I think he'll have some success throwing the ball he might not rack up a a crazy amount of passing yards because you do have a good run game and uh you know he'll he'll probably have an interception because I mean that's just the Matt Stafford way um and uh you know I spent some time talking about Evan McPherson but Matt Gay is is a pro bowl kicker and somehow just discovered to be a great kicker this year so you know they also have uh you know, pretty, pretty good kicker as well. So a lot of the, a lot of the same principles would, would apply to them. I would imagine that they probably would be a little more aggressive, you know, in, in the fourth and, and short yardage situations like Sean McVay normally is, but uh, you know, I, I still think, you know, game management and, and, you know, what the score is, is going to dictate a lot of what they do, but um, no, it's and I, I'm actually really excited for uh, the Super Bowl to be at SoFi because that's uh that's a really awesome, uh, stadium I, I can't wait for the olympics
1: to be at SoFi. that'll be nice too i for me i feel like there's just points are going to be so much harder to come for cincinnati i i just don't see them getting like we fluked our way into 14 points you know ramsey fell over and and aaron donald pulled a hamstring and to me it just I don't see Cincinnati getting cheap scores. And and for the Rams, there are so many ways you can get cheap scores. I mean, Weddle's back playing and, and, and as a defensive back for them, who was one of the greatest in the game for a long time. Ramsey's been great on the outside. I mean, Donald, the, you, there could be a strip sack there. Vaughn Miller coming off the edge. who's had a nice year. There's just so many ways that they could get scoop and score interception. I mean, I think points will be a lot easier to come by for the Rams. I think they have the better defense and it, it just, for me, it feels like it's lining up for things are going to have to go perfectly for Cincinnati to have a good shot to win this game. And, and that's asking a lot because usually something's going to go wrong somewhere along the way in a big game.
0: Yeah. The, the only, uh, the only bad thing, if the Rams win a Bowl, I mean, I'll be excited for Matt Stafford and a couple of players on that, on that team, OBJ. Aaron Donald obviously uh Cooper yeah. Cup um but the, the only bad thing is that that scumbag Stan Kroenke is gonna gonna win a Super Bowl which uh you know boy I I wonder how the I wonder how people in uh St. Louis are, are taking all of this oh man
1: you know that that's a good you gotta be living I mean you're cheering hard for Cincinnati at this point right I mean this, this is a dude who abandoned your your town and Took the team elsewhere. Not that they were any good while they were there, but I mean they also had what did they have? Jeff Fisher coaching. I mean, yeah. That dude shouldn't be coaching JV football. So I I mean. Well, he's coaching USFL football. I did see that. I saw that on Twitter the other day and I had to bleach my eyes. (laughs) I couldn't believe that. Same with Kevin Sumlin. Um, I I wonder, I wonder
0: what they do, because I would imagine because it, it's, it's very hard to change fan bases, even if they leave, even if you hate Stan Kroenke, because it's like, you know, if, if, if the Vikings moved to California and they didn't get the US, U.S. Bank Stadium, like, I would hate I would hate the Vikings, but I've grown up loving them. So I can't just be like, well, now I'm a Packers fan with my with my full heart in it, because right. like, there, the there would be no
1: replacing it. You would you would basically have to get an expansion franchise, which we know St. Louis hasn't. So you're kind of in a tough spot. Like so, okay. So what would be the? Would you be a Chiefs fan? Would you be a Colts
0: fan? I mean, you would have to. That's what I was thinking because you're basically equidistant in my mind. Uh, I'm not a. I'm not Rand McNally. I'm not either. Between uh, the Chiefs, the Bears, and the Titans,
1: yeah, I'm really kind of. Yeah.
0: I would probably go with. I guess, yeah, I guess you have to go with the chiefs on, on that one you don't want to be a bears fan i mean that's just hell on earth oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the double doink they can celebrate that and
1: on its memory
0: yeah exactly they can celebrate all the wins are going to get with uh, matt eberflus as uh as their uh, head coach and their weirdo weirdo gm uh ryan paul's oh god terrible
1: i would right. rather be a titans oh, really. fan yeah, you can get Vrabel, you've got King Henry. I mean, you've got Tannehill who throws interceptions and in divisional rounds on the first pass of the game. So there's always that. 100%. And, uh, and on the last play of the game to,
0: to lose uh, a comeback.
1: And that's consistency, though. It's full circle.
0: You start with a pick, you end with a pick. I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. There's not a whole lot of consistency in the NFL, good or bad. That's so right.
1: That's right. Consistently bad is, is still consistent.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you know what you're getting. Um, okay. So, I, I mean, you've, you've kind of spilled the beans uh, a little bit, but let's, let's get into our official score predictions and, and what we think will happen in the game. So I'll, I'll let you go first. Good, sir.
1: I will start with winner and score. I've got Rams 27 to 21 over Cincinnati. I will, I do think it will come down to, to being fairly close. I don't know, you know, maybe the Rams score a touchdown, they go up two possessions and Cincinnati comes back down and Scores, maybe they need an onside kicker. So I do think it will be a fairly close game, but I think in the end, I mean, the Rams defense, I just think there's more ways for the Rams to score points. I said it earlier. I mean, there's just so many ways that they can get extra possessions. Stafford can get extra looks cup has been, he's basically having, I know how much you love Jerry rice, um, but Cooper cup is basically having the best wide receiver season. You could argue since Jerry rice. I mean, the numbers say he's, he's having an all time season. And certainly, I think it passes the eye test as well. I mean, he's been fantastic. If you double him, you're going to go to OBJ. If, if you're committing too much, it's a light box. Suddenly, the run game comes alive. There's just so many ways for the Rams to win, and and I think they get the job done 27 to 21. Interesting. So um, we can do uh, MVP after, too, if you want to save MVP picks. Oh, sure, yeah, because I know, and maybe get into some props because I know you, you got yeah. to have some
0: stuff there um so for everything that's been said I, I I might uh you know shock you here I'm going with the uh, the Bengals to win this I think the Bengals, a little bit I like it the Bengals are gonna win the the Super Bowl uh and I think they're gonna win 33 to 27 33 wow. to 27 they're gonna they're going to win uh, the overtime uh, coin toss, and they're going to go down. Oh, the this touchdown. be hilarious.
1: And then, I love yep, this take.
0: Because it's such a big talking point, and it's going to happen in the biggest game, and it's probably going to lead to a real change.
1: Oh, dude, social media would start on fire if this happens. Yeah, I know. Overtime, Twitter will be burning down as we speak. You know, obviously I want my prediction to be true, but if that happens, it'll be hilariously perfect for the NFL. Oh, in so all good. the wrong ways. In all the wrong ways.
0: The the cheapest franchise known to man that doesn't spend money on players or facilities beating a guy who spent five billion dollars on a
1: stadium, traded every single draft pick every single way. next millennium. Yeah, you bring in Von Miller off, you know, coming off basically the scrap heap saving him from retirement. You get Stafford out of I completely agree. That's hilarious. Yep. I think that's gonna that happen. Be fun. Uh, I
0: think I, I think the defense is gonna have a a, a good game um I, I think they're going to slow the rams down but they're not going to stop them uh because it, it, that's too tall of a task but basically for me it just comes down to joe burrow i think he's the better quarterback he's playing as hot as as we've seen basically any quarterback play uh you know for a, a substantial period and I, I think that makes the entire difference i mean I don't really have any doubt that Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. I have doubt that Matt, Matt Stafford will have a good game. We've seen him be very inconsistent. No, I don't think he's going to have a disaster game. I actually think he probably will play fairly, fairly decent, but I mean, it, it, it comes down. I, I even like the passing game better for the Bengals with their trio of wide receivers, as opposed to the trio of wide receivers for the Rams, especially when you consider who's throwing the ball to these, these Bengals players. And, um, you yeah, know, I think McPherson gets some, some key field goals, but uh, it, it just comes down to Joe Burrow, man. He, he's, he's an absolute monster. I think Mixon is, is going to help. And, and he's just the, the, the thing that really cements it for me. And I, I felt the Bengals were going to win the Super Bowl, uh, uh, you know, since the AFC championship game uh, concluded, the, the, the chiefs were clearly the best team left of the four and the way that they dispatched of them, the way that they held in and then came back. We, I mean, dude you have to be shitting your pants if you're a fan of the rams and you know uh, probably all 18 people who are you know genuine fans of the of the rams in in the southern california area uh a place the over under is, is
1: 12 and a half
0: 12 and a half for you know, 12 and a half
1: people is the over under
0: a place yeah there's an amputee uh who's, <laughs> it it's a, half. a vegas line, yeah <laughs> yeah uh you know in a metropolitan area of 30 million people um that doesn't care about football by the way uh, but but it's like you look at how the the Rams very nearly and should have should have lost and collapsed that game to uh, to, to the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. I Just would not. Fast. Dude, if they were up by 21 points midway through the third quarter i wouldn't i wouldn't i mean that'd be at zero for me i would say the score is tied at that point because it's like
1: coin toss the rest it's, of the way it's,
0: <laughs> it, yeah flip a fucking coin like your two-faced because i like we know joe burrow is going to be consistent and play well at the end of the game and we know that the rams can struggle so i just look at a team that they've been playing a lot better a lot more consistent but man it's over the stretch of like you know three or four games and albeit they you know they are big games and they are the games that count but it's like man I've seen them play really well I've seen them play really bad it's just such boomer bust and you know we talked about it earlier in the playoffs where they have a lot of boomer bust players and then I, I think honestly I think the reason why they lose is is a lot of you know they have these big superstars but the rest of the team is just like just guys like you know I don't know Greg Greg Gaines is good but like you know the the rest of their linebackers, the rest of like their tight ends, like they're they're literally just guys. So you know they they have the flashier names for sure, like oh OBJ or T Higgins. Well, people know who OBJ is, but like who's a better wide receiver right now? Uh, I'm not so certain. It's not T Higgins or or you know Tyler Boyd you know, it's, it's a gross division that nobody really really pays attention to. It's a team that doesn't necessarily play a lot of primetime games. And it kind of came out of nowhere from having the first overall pick just two years ago. So, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, the the Rams are a famous team, but I don't think that's going to do them any good when it comes to X's and O's and actually playing. And, you know, the, you talk about more having to go the way of the, uh, the, the Bengals to win the game. And I think that's probably it's probably fair. More things have to have to happen for the Bengals to win the game, but I just think they're more consistent. I think the probability they hit on those certain, certain things while it's not a hundred percent is higher than, you know, the 50% chance that uh, you know, 25 things go good
1: for the Rams. I just feel like, so you said 33, 27 Bengals for them in my mind, I just don't see a way that they get to 33 without having to score on special teams or defense. I, I, I just, I think the Rams defense is too good. They gave up 27 to Tampa Bay and and in the second half, Tampa Bay had four fumbles, like in plus territory. Like like the Rams just don't give up that many points. I mean, if Stafford and, and I think it's a valid point that like, like suddenly Stafford could just turn into a dumpster that could happen. I mean, that really could happen fumbles interceptions, whatever, but I just think it's not, I don't even think it's likely. I think he'll have a decent game and, and without him being terrible, I don't see a way that, that the Bengals get to 33. I mean that there's nothing that offensive line isn't, isn't great. I mean, the Rams front is definitely better than the Titans and the Titans ate the Bengals alive. I know Joe Burrow won that game, but man, I, I, there's just too much talent on this Rams defense for me to think that Cincinnati can get to 33. Now, if, like I said, if Stafford is terrible and a pick six happens or a fumble, then I could kind of see the game start to go that way. But without, without a very average Bengals defense, making some uncharacteristic plays, I don't see them getting to to 33. Yeah. And I I, want to be clear. I don't think
0: Stafford has to have a bad game for the Bengals to win. I think, I think Stafford could have a good game and the Bengals could still could still win uh but i quarter quarterbacking is seventy percent of the game i say it all the time and, and they have the better quarterback and they're a team that when it counts they they play well they're not front runners like the the rams and the rams uh you know have have collapsed so it's just i i couldn't i couldn't possibly feel good about picking the rams and maybe it's a little bit of wishful thinking to pick the Bengals. Because I, I was seriously considering both sides. I'm not saying it's a runaway the Bengals win, and I'm certainly not saying it's a runaway that, that the Rams win. But it's like, man, I just can't I just can't feel good about I just can't feel good about that that team. And if they end up if they end up winning, that that will be probably the best argument ever for uh giving up everything and creating a super team because generally that doesn't go very well i mean look at the 2010 eagles look at a bunch of teams that try to do that no really tampa got away
1: with it in 20 but i mean you have tom brady so i get that changes everything
0: yeah that's probably that's probably a good one as as well but yeah tom brady is a different uh a different breed that'd that'd be yeah that'd be crazy but yeah i just i think they end up i think they end up winning and and uh you know kind of to segue into the MVP and, and some of the betting stuff that I know you're eager to get to um it has to be Joe Burrow who's the MVP if they if they win especially in the way that I've described how can it not be Joe Burrow I'd be so surprised if it was Jermaine Pratt who was if they the, put up
1: if they put up 33 and he doesn't get it we need to look into some some gambling issues because someone is rigging the voting I mean there's just no way they score that many points and he doesn't get it yeah yeah he's probably in that scenario he has at least three touchdowns. it's probably four yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. in my scenario, I think there's a lot more fun opportunities if the Rams win this game, you don't have to give it to Matt Stafford. I mean there's there nothing that says like like if he goes let's say it's not my score so I said 27 21 Rams. what if it's God what if it's 17 to six? And like the defense is lights out, and Ramsey's fantastic, and maybe Aaron Donald does a strip sack or something. I just think there's there's so many more fun MVP opportunities. And honestly, I'm t- obviously like you said, quarterbacking is seventy percent of the game, which I couldn't agree more. It's it's probably even maybe more than that. But can we do away with the MVP? Always has to be the quarterback. Like I know what is the stat? I think it's nine of the last twelve have been quarterbacks. Give it to someone else. Let Spread the wealth around a little bit. Well, why not have an offensive and defensive MVP? I'd be fine with that as well. I mean, I I just – if you're looking at the odds, Stafford's plus 100, Burrow's plus 225, Aaron Donald at plus 1,600, I don't think that's too bad. I mean, man, Von Miller at plus 4,500, what if he has a scoop and score or something? I mean, just – Turns back the clock for one game only. There's there's so many fun opportunities for for MVP here.
0: Well, how about how about this? And this is the one thing I took away from watching the uh, ESPN uh, betting show, whatever they have at like 4 p.m. Because I just left the TV on. Uh, but but forget I said that because I'm going to claim this as as my own. This is my original thought and uh, and all that. But I would love, uh, like. I think the odds are way whack for Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald's really good. That offensive line's really bad. If they win, maybe he gets two, two sacks. And if they keep the point total, total low, uh, he has a good chance. Also, Aaron Donald has been asking to go in on offense. He was a tight end uh, at one point in college. What if he gets two sacks? They win, they win like 17 to 14. And he has a receiving touchdown. Like, Oh, have dude. to give it to him. Oh my God! And at what? What, what was it? Plus sixteen hundred
1: or, or or whatever? Yeah, you yeah said? I think it was plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, it's certainly not. I, I mean, it's it's a good betting value. If you put ten bucks on Aaron Donald to win MVP, man, <sighs> that could be some fun. <laughs> you looked if even if you just keep going down the list, Jalen Ramsey at plus ten thousand, a pick six, and suddenly the games changed. I mean, there's just there's so much fun here. I mean, if I Obviously, we're not in a betting state, so I mean, we're not going to be placing real money wagers on this. But man, if if we were, I would definitely throw something down on Aaron Donald. I'd, I think that's a great value. Matt Stafford at plus one hundred is a terrible bet because Ugh. like, because first of all, they have to win the game, and there's no guarantee that they win the game. So, I, just with those odds, I don't like it. Burrow is a much better bet. I mean, just if you're going straight up for value. But man, I I if it were up to me, I'd put some money on Aaron Donald.
0: Well, the thing the thing that sucks, too, is that whoever decides the MVPs are not always exactly, uh, you know, you or me or, like, rational people. So, it's yeah. like, Aaron, Aaron Donald, there is a scenario where Aaron Donald has a receiving touchdown, two sacks, and they still give it to Stafford because they're
1: complete that fucking idiots. Be, yeah, no, that would be, I don't know.
0: But there's no guarantee. I mean, like, the the bias towards quarterbacks, you see it with the Heisman and stuff like that. I mean... I I don't know. There's no guarantee. I mean, maybe, maybe not that exact stat line. I mean, that'd be pretty hard to deny. But you know, if he has a monster game, I mean, God, dude. I mean, it's pretty fucking hard to to be a non-quarterback and win Super Bowl MVP. I will say, and and I I presume you have the odds there. And we kind of alluded to this in in the in the pre-show thing. I would put money on Evan McPherson because. You know oh, if, we, yeah. if that guy gets two field goals and you know it, it, he gets a game winning field goal as time expires or maybe in overtime uh, I mean for whatever the odds are, if you put you know ten bucks on that you're gonna get a fucking monster return
1: yeah, so I've got it right here at McPherson is plus thirteen thousand if you put ten dollars on it you're you're getting you're getting thirteen hundred and ten dollars back if he win Super Bowl MVP I would do that I mean it's just so much fun like betting some long shots can you imagine the adrenaline adrenaline rush if it's like nine to six with six minutes to go and mcpherson has three field goals i mean there's just there's just so many fun opportunities here and it, it looks like just going back to the super bowl mvp it sounds like it's media and like maybe some other people involved with the league that vote on it so like you said maybe it's not completely qualified people but yeah, let's see. Okay. So the media panels ballot counts for 80% of the vote tally. Okay. So it, it's basically a media award. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting. It, it, it could get squirrely. That's all I'm saying. There's a potential for this to go awry. And also like, I will be cheering for the Rams. I want the Rams to win. Cause I think Burrow is going to get back. I mean, we had the same discussion about Rogers. So like, You're not guaranteed to get back, but I think Burrow will get back. I'm cheering for the Rams just because of Matt Stafford. And also, like, it would be kind of funny to watch the Rams potentially unravel, just like they did on the road in Tampa. Because that was going to be one of the great collapses in the history of the game. You're up 27-3, to and suddenly you can't even hold on to the football. It would be funny to watch. So I'm all here for, like, just complete Dumpster fire play for like seventeen minutes of this game.
0: Oh, imagine how juicy that would be! And and I, I, sometimes I like I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm not I, I I don't have to have I don't have to see success for a team I root for to have fun. I have fun when bad shit happens because I've just trained myself. Chaos that. is fun. Yeah, it's fun. Imagine if they blow a seventeen point lead, lose the overtime uh coin toss, oh, and then it's the touchdown. Like. Dude, can you imagine how fun that would be? That's the last memory we're gonna have until April and, and largely until you know preseason starts. Like, dude, that'd be fucking awesome. I love it. When when the Saints got fucked over on that PI call, hilarious. I I love oh. that type of shit. It was one of the best moments in NFL history.
1: Um That was yeah, that was pretty that was wild.
0: Imagine how fun sports betting would be right now illegally in Minnesota because there's the added uh, you know, like funness and anxiety for like if your bookie's gonna fucking break your kneecaps for uh you know not paying them back because it's you know all illegal and uh you know underwater and stuff like that uh we got uh, a couple of other uh super bowl prop bets i'd like to get your opinion on there's oh, a correct, yes. correct answer for this one uh this coming from odds shark by way of uh bovada we got the uh coin toss odds for the game we got heads at minus 105 favorite we got tails at the minus 105
1: favorite a pick them here what are you picking i got tails I, i'm i'm i am a tails guy i'll 100%. put it up there i'm a tails guy so i'm i'm good with it it's always fun for these super bowl prop bets but i've i've got tails for this one same here i'm glad you oh yeah that. tails Hell
0: yeah. tails never fails i always hammer tails. the
1: tails bet any listeners out there
0: <laughs> i am i am telling you right now and reagan will be financially responsible and and this is a legally binding. Uh, agreement that reagan will be financially responsible responsible for anybody who loses bet everything bet the house bet the bet the homestead on A family tails.
1: farm is on tails i'm telling you <laughs> i
0: got insider information that tails is going to win I'm, I'm serious i mean liquidate your 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 family home i mean steal money from your your parents bank accounts and and uh, and put it all on tails you're, you're not going to regret it oh
1: man all right, what else do we get? I'm, I'm assuming we get the Gatorade color as one of these props. Yep, yep. The
0: options include orange. Red, orange has
1: to be the favorite.
0: Lime green, yellow. They they decide that's all one. Clear or water. Uh, I don't know if I bet for that one. Blue no. and purple. Uh, and then uh, let me uh, pull up the uh, odds for this one. I was going to
1: – orange has to be a favorite. It has to be the favorite because literally one of the team's colors is orange.
0: Yep, so orange, get this. Orange opened up as a, a plus two ten favorite, or I, oh, I guess that's technically underdog, but it was the best odds. Yes, and now, and now it's at plus one thirty, so the line is really moving towards
1: Orange. A lot of people, Put, I would I would wager on Orange right now before it moves even further, because if if you ask me, it should be minus. It should probably be minus odds because if the Bengals win the game, I would be stunned if if they don't have Orange Gatorade. And even if the Rams win the, ga- the game, we've seen a orange Gatorade like a couple times in the last four or five years. So I, man, I would be hammering the orange bet on this one. Yeah. So how boring would
0: clear be? What a terrible. Yeah, I know. And and clear is actually the second favorite. It's plus one seventy five. It started out at plus three fifty. So there's a lot of movement on clear.
1: I don't like that. I don't like that at all. This
0: this strikes me as one of those prop bets where like this is where the mob makes a lot of money. Like. You could, somebody internally.
1: They've got got someone on the inside filling cups and they're getting, they're getting relayed information. They hit, no, what they do is at halftime they they're emptying the Gatorade jugs. So they know what color is. And they hop on the quarterback phone and call the mob instead of the, instead of the guys upstairs.
0: Dude, seriously. Like have you ever seen that documentary on Arizona state basketball, how they were like point shaving or whatever, like, this is totally something you could manipulate what color the fucking oh you
1: oh absolutely uh, and the wild. funny part is if you get those odds like at whatever like what if you rigged it and it, and you picked the one that was like at plus 500 and just put a hundred thousand dollars down on it yeah I mean. exactly now I'm, t- I'm telling you this the
0: one that i would bet on and i agree with the orange uh by the way but i think the the one to look out for is red at it started off plus 500 it's now plus one thousand, so you're gonna get a, a really good Ooh. value on this. And on the other way with it. Yep, because it, it's good value. You lay a little chalk there, little uh, you know, gambling lingo. But the reason why I say red is if you look at the Super Bowl 2022 logo, the 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 color that's uh, most represented on that logo is red. Oh yeah. So I think, because, and I think they might do it because because red. We need is to not, hang
1: out in a sports book. This is full degenerate activity. <laughs> 100
0: percent. But but see. <laughs> But see, or, orange would be partisan. That would be the Rams' color or uh, the Bengals' color. Blue would be partisan because it's it's their color. So if you want a, a neutral color that is the same logo or same oh, color as the great. logo,
1: that's a great point. Red,
0: and, and the only color
1: that's that's has worse odds is purple at plus one twenty. I don't see purple. When someone get on this, when was the last time we saw purple Gatorade dumped on the winner? Has that ever happened? Oh, I bet you. I, I, I can't it. remember a single purple Gatorade, Gatorade bath. Uh, Super Bowl forty-six. Really? So what was that? Was the one after the Packers? That, so that was Giants.
0: Ugh. It was yeah, the Giants and the Patriots the second time.
1: The second go around. So Tom Coughlin got the purple bath. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, how about this Super
0: Bowl forty-seven? When the Ravens won, none. There was no Gatorade. Really? It says none. There was no... Interesting. But here's the thing. Over the last, uh, like, eight Super Bowls, it's been orange three times. It's been blue two out of the last three years. And red hasn't been picked since before Super Bowl 35. Oh, my God. That, what is that, like, 06? Uh, that would be the year the Ravens won it, so like 03 or 04. All
1: right, maybe red. It makes no, sense if it's with moving red. the other way then. That's funny.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I, I would go I red. Know. It just makes too much sense. When, you, when you're when uh, you you know a paranoid schizophrenic like me and you really dive into you know what the multiple personalities in my head are telling me,
1: I, I it's undeniable. What if the line keeps moving? It gets to plus 1,500 or 2,000 or something. I'm
0: selling kidneys to, to <laughs> bet on red then that's how that's going. Um, okay. We got, uh, national anthem props. Um, I'm hammering the
1: over. I don't even know yeah. who it is. It's always the over
0: hundred percent. I don't know who it is either, but it, they always ham it up. I mean, the, the thing yeah. you got to remember about singers is that they're like, uh, band geeks, like they're nerds and, and they like, uh, attention. And, uh, you know, they're like floral, flaunty type people. So nobody's going to sing it straight up like it should be sung. It's always going to be, you know, a million, you know,
1: I don't know, musical terms. But plus, you know, ups and downs and shit like that. Plus, you never know, there could be some pregame, some like anthem pyrotechnics. Maybe there's a, a short p- additional pause while fireworks go off. You know, there there's a lot in play here for for them to, to ham it up, even in addition to how much they already would hammer the over it's always over hundred percent.
0: We got, uh, we got some, uh, bets here on artists, the first artist to perform, uh, there's five options, uh, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar and Eminem. We got Dr. 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 Dre as, as the favorite to, to open up at, at plus
1: one This is, I'm totally out of my element here. Is he an LA guy? I think so. I'd okay. imagine so. That's why he's there. I think so too. I mean, I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg is too. So I mean that I I would just I would roll with Dr. Drake. cuz so I'm almost positive he's an LA guy. And if he is, it makes sense why he would open it up for f- obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. Oh, here's a here's a great one that I would put money on the favorite, uh which is not something I'd normally do. The first song performed. Uh obviously a bunch of uh Songs I've never heard of, and, and you know, like Lose Your California Love and Lovin or whatever. California Love Plus 200.
1: They have that's to. Got, that has to. That's be the gotta Lovin be it. Song. The fact that I knew that and I don't listen to rap music tells you it's gonna hit. It has to be it.
0: it the stage is gonna be completely dark. The, light, the, the, the lights are still gonna be off, and then you're gonna get yeah, dr.
1: Gray's from Compton, so I'm, I would hammer that as well. He's, he's gonna be first, yeah. This is uh, a long shot. Eminem from Detroit. That's got to be the long
0: shot, right? Eminem, I think, is the plus seven hundred. Yeah. Uh, There's 100%. just
1: no way they start with him, right? There's no way. No, because
0: that's that's your that's your main guy.
1: Right. Yeah, you're not. They're not going. They're not going with him.
0: Uh, let's see if I can find any more uh, interesting ones here. Uh, we got. Uh, let's see. Man, there are so many fucking prop bets uh we got uh ooh, we got a, a super bowl 56 field goal doink prop oh will either kick or hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point attempt uh we got no is
1: the minus 475 favorite that has i think it. Ha- i would actually go with the favorite here i would love to bet yes but I, both kickers are good the problem is both kickers are good if one kicker was even like slightly questionable, I'd be, man, maybe he shanks to one under the pressure, but I don't like it. Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree. The kickers are, are too good. Uh, how many times will the chains be used for measurement? I think there's clearly a right answer here. I want
1: a note card prop. Will we get a note card use? No, because we don't have plus, that guy who retired. Plus
0: 8,000.
1: <laughs>
0: I'd bet my life on it. Uh, we got over under 1.5 the over is uh, minus 110 under is uh minus 120 so essentially a pick them I'm surprised I would, that I would the hammer clothes. the over oh really you think you think couple measurements here oh for sure it's a super Bowl it's a huge game teams are gonna be going for it on fourth down uh you know probably I feel like you'll get high
1: I feel like you usually get one but I feel like two is kind of rare I can't remember the last time I watched a game where there were two chain measurements.
0: It's Super Bowl. They gotta get it right.
1: I know. The problem is the they just take so much advantage of the video now. I mean, like there's just we need to go back to measuring with chains and, and under the hood. Remember when they had those big under the hood replays? Oh yeah, of course. Where they like went in and covered themselves like a photo booth instead of a we, we need to tablet. get back to those days. I'd go under there. I think it's probably one. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Uh I wanted to get odds on the puppy ball but uh, I guess they don't have it. Oh
1: man, that's unfortunate. Uh, this seems like free money to me. Any player to have at least 150 or or rushing or receiving yards? You're telling me Coop, Cooper Cup or or Chase isn't going over 150, it's plus 175. I like that. I I I I think either one has big play potential i mean they get one long bomb 55 and suddenly they need 100 yards and three quarters like so what is it 150 yards 150 yards any oh. any player to have at least and it's any player so it doesn't have you don't have to pick the player
0: but it's so tough because
1: jamar is going to be probably shadowed by Jalen. Yeah, the problem, though, Jalen seems to, like, I don't know how many people that are listening watch, like, a lot of Rams games, but, like, it seems like they're always on national TV, so I see a lot of Rams games. It seems like he doesn't take the big name. It could be different now with the Super Bowl, but, like, at least in the big games where they've played the Packers, he doesn't take Devontae until, like, the second half. So, like, I don't know, man. Plus, he got absolutely cooked. Uh, in, in Tampa, he fell down and someone and Mike Evans scored that like 70 yard touchdown pass. I,
0: I just don't feel good about it because both teams have so many options that it's not clear and obvious that that would happen. Honestly, you know who I think might have the best ch- as crazy as it sounds, you know, who I think might have the best chance to surpass 150. Joe Mixon. Because hey, I- because you because because the, the L.A. backfield is Michelle and, uh, and Henderson and acres. Yeah. You got three yeah. backs. You, you have three not yards. enough
1: opportunity there.
0: Yeah. You have three really good wide receivers. So it's not, I mean, all three of those wide receivers could go for 80 yards, but not get to 150. Uh, you know, Jamar chase is going to demand a lot of attention, but even then you still have, you're not going to, you're not going to force anything to Jamar chase because you have T Higgins and, and, uh, Tyler Boyd. And if Uzama plays, He's certainly not going for 150, but you know if Joe Mixon breaks a 70 yard run, well then he's just got to get 80 for the rest of the game. I know they have good run defense, but he he has a monopoly on that backfield.
1: That's a good point. I I, I think getting every player is such an advantage there. I would I'd take someone to go over. Also, first coaches challenge: Rams minus 120, Bengals minus 110. Bet the Rams on this. Oh, McVeigh lights his challenges on fire. (laughs) He's just like, we basically need an extra timeout. Throws the red flag out there. I mean, what was so bad at him too? He's bad. He loses him. He's getting really, really liberal in his use of the challenges. And I love it because it's kind of hilarious, but I would be betting LA on first coach's challenge.
0: Yeah. That is a no brainer, especially with those odds. Yeah. They fucking waste challenges
1: like nobody's business. Man, there's just any offensive lineman to score a super, uh touchdown is plus 2200. I wouldn't put that past McVeigh. Do uh, something a little true. shifty.
0: I could see Andrew Whitworth catching uh, at,
1: at, a touchdown. Plus 2200. It could be fun to put five bucks on it and just maybe, if, you know, the Philly special. I mean, I obviously Nick Foles caught that, so it's not the same thing, but I mean, there is potential for creativity in big games.
0: Is there? Is there odds on an Aaron Donald touchdown?
1: I was looking for that. I know it said any offensive lineman. I would like to have – man, how would you word that, though? Because it would have any offensive or defensive lineman to score, score a touchdown. I mean, that you, would could, be fun. you could have specific odds for Aaron Donald scoring a touchdown. It wouldn't have to be. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't know what it is. Oh, player specials. Let me – i'm gonna keep going
0: but that see i wonder you know like we've identified like four or five real long shots that we think have a, a, a disproportionate chance to to win i i really wonder how you would do if you put 10 bucks on five of these long shots i wonder i wonder if you
1: all you gonna gotta sure. hit is one
0: yeah exactly i wonder how profitable it would be just uh because i couldn't because some of these i honestly couldn't imagine putting money on like the like why oh, would you man. why would you put any amount of money on Stafford to be the MVP? Like there's just oh, so many bets stupid. that are gross. That's stupid. I actually
1: love this one. one. I love this one. I, I might get killed for this take. Cooper Cup to score the first game touchdown. Jamar Chase to, Chase to score the second is plus thirty five hundred. You're so, telling yeah. me there's no scenario in which the Rams win the toss touchdown to Cooper Cup at, at on the first drive and then the Bengals come back and answer with Jamar Chase. So that's a 30 or whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a two-parter. Yeah. And what was the odds again? Plus 3500. That's pretty
0: good odds. Those are that's great odds for that. <laughs> the, the two you most put... popular targets for both teams. Ah, uh, but I guess but I guess what if the other team gets the ball first? I mean, I guess already you're at a 50-50
1: split that that even happens but yeah i just feel happens. like they're they're the it's the two best receivers in the game just basically scored touchdowns i mean that's i'm i'm surprised it's that uh man so you put oh you can't put okay wow two thousand bucks on that pays out seventy two thousand dollars <laughs> yikes that's hilarious I'm, we can be done with props if you want, but there's just so much fun stuff out here. Like, I can I can see why the sports books in Vegas are just filled to the brim with people on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, for sure, it's it's such a
0: crazy, uh, crazy world. Hey, if if you want opening touchdown odds, how about how about this one? Uh, and uh, you know, this is my scenario of how it happens. You know, the the, the Bengals get the opening kickoff. Uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, tears both of his both of his ACLs. Samaje Perine gets hit by a meteor, and uh, Chris Evans gets bludgeoned in the head with an uh, ice pick. How uh, many? Times? The, the odds for Travion Williams to score the first touchdown of the game for the Bengals is plus thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> know, like what? What? What would sports books do? Like, could you imagine a scenario where like ten thousand people decide to put. Five thousand dollars on Travion Williams and
1: oh it hits my at thirty thousand. Oh like my god. Dude, you'd lose so- <laughs> Everything else like is that- a wash. Oh yeah. That's like that prop from how many years ago was it? Was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. It was like week eight, and the Jets technically had not been eliminated from from winning the division, and they were like 0 and eight or something like this. And SportsCenter center flashed their odds f- for I-, I think it was the the Caesar sports book, they were plus 160,000 to win the division. And it's like, I'll put $10 on anything at plus 160,000 because if it hits, they're bankrupt. I, I'm surprised
0: because uh, one of the big ones was uh, in the Eng- English Premier League uh, like five years ago or whatever. Uh, Leicester City won the EPL and they were 5,000 to one. No, so, and, and a lot of people bet and and they got destroyed. I'm surprised that odds are are ever that high. I'm surprised they even put a plus thirty five thousand even for something as so unlikely. Could, yeah, because you you know you know in real life if we were God and we could run the the numbers on on that, it's certainly not one in thirty thousand that travion Williams right. does it. It's pr- right. it's still very low, but it's like I I figured they'd learn their lessons. Like anytime there's anything higher than like five thousand to one, I'm because a lot of sports books won't even do that; they'll just be like, "This is a this is a real rare chance that we get totally bankrupt. We're not right. doing
1: crazy astronomical odds." That was like um, a good example was the the last game in the regular season. What it was uh, Chargers uh, Chargers Raiders. Remember, if the game went to a tie, they both get into the playoffs. And because it was so unlikely, a ton of people had started to bet it because it was kind of fun. It was gaining steam. And uh, there were reports that like real executives in Vegas were like shaking with a minute left in that game because they had so much money riding on the line if the tie would have hit. Which is that's a great fucking story to hear. I love to hear that people are like scared they're going to lose everything. That's I love that. Yeah, I, I love situations like that. Uh,
0: all right. I think that's basically everything. I think we've I think we've covered everything and uh, and then some. Ooh.
1: So official Super Bowl MVP picks. I don't know if we did this. I'm gonna have fun, and I'm gonna say Aaron Donald just because I think it'd be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll. Uh, well, I guess I have to go Joe Burrow because I picked the yeah, Bengals. Go but but if 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 the Rams do win, uh, I like uh, Aaron Donald a lot more than the uh, the odds would say. And you know maybe sprinkle a little chalk on Evan McPherson because you know you know, oh. I never know. What if that guy has seven field goals, including a game-winning field goal?
1: that's that's exactly it all right i'm good on it go rams baby oh no what is it who day who day who, day. who day yeah what a hilarious like i don't know okay, things have kind of gotten cringe with all of that but that, that's a topic for another day there's a lot of cringe stuff out there
0: it's pretty hard not to be cringe but i agree all right. Well, uh, I got uh, like 8% on my uh, laptop here. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here before we lose, we lose everything, but uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Reagan. Never. And uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out another show at some point, but. You some know, sort of off
1: season show. I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. So
0: you can follow me on Twitter. Owen Ely MN uh, North star. No, no. NSS underscore MN takes a while for me to get used to that. Got to check out the website, NorthstarSports.media. We'll have a UFC 271 preview. We'll have updated rankings because I still haven't done that. You can follow uh, Reagan on the Twitter machine at SportsFanHoove, Uh yes. and, and why wouldn't you? That's, that's a good point. Why wouldn't you? And you can follow uh, Jim Sturm on Twitter at whatever his handle is. Just look him up. You can follow. Uh, at yeah, Sturmitis. Yeah, at, at JS3. <laughs> you can, you can look that might up. actually be the
1: handle is that, a, is that oh, I no he's not that clever it's either. too elite you don't get three three character names no you can't do that
0: i can't even choose my name on on twitter somebody took owen ely
1: that nah, that's wicked
0: oh it's wicked bench. they jobbed
1: you they knew you wanted it
0: they jobbed me some dude who created his account in 2008 with one with one tweet took my shit what a shame same with North star sports. It's, it's some dude in Vermont, you know, who made a Twitter account in like 20, 2009, it's like, damn, dude. I, I wish, I wish they would delete old Twitter accounts Me so too. that handles would become free, but Me too. I digress. All right. Well, with that, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for tuning in everybody.